Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth, with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. A very warm welcome to our regular listeners and those who are new to a series radio live brought to you on Body Mind Spirit Radio every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. A series radio live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world renowned medium. Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. As always, be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on other planets, and much, much more. Today on the Sirius Radio Live, your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, will be talking about the 12 blessings on a holy mountain, 52 years ahead of its time. So it is now my great pleasure to hand over to Richard and Chrissy. Thank, Thank you, you, Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> Hello, Richard. Hi, Chrissy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. It's very cold and snowy here, but other than that, um, doing well. How's London? Good. Good. Well, it's cold and wet, but it's, it's good. It's good. Everything's fine, thanks. So this topic that we're going to talk about uh, today is, you know, with Aetherius for Radio Live, we vary it quite a bit. Sometimes, you know, it's sort of reaching out more to newer listeners, people who aren't so familiar with the Aetherius Society. And sometimes, of course, we go quite deeply into our topics. And tonight is, or today, depending what time you have there, is the latter. We've got a very deep um, topic here which we're going to try to throw some light on, aren't we, Chrissy? Yes, we are indeed. And this is a very significant year, 2018, or quite significant in the Ethereum Society, because it's the 60th anniversary, believe it or not, of many important events in the society, such as the giving of the 12 blessings, which we've talked about in earlier shows, the beginning of Operation Starlight, and the Lord's Declaration. And we're going to talk about all of those things today hopefully and Richard I think um, it would be good to begin do you agree with the statement made by the master Aetherius on March the 14th 1959 uh, in which he talked about the Aquarian age absolutely I think that's the key statement and what does it really mean and 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 what are the implications so are you going to kindly read that statement for us Chrissy Yes, yes, I have it in front of me. Um, the Master Etheria says, In this Aquarian age, as you call it, the practice of the twelve blessings upon the charged mountains is the most potent practice you can perform. This is the new yoga of this present age. It is a system of yoga which we have seen fit to divulge 52 years before the date which had been initially settled for this revelation. We give you 52 years of practice in advance. Perform it 
and you will thank us. Reject it, and you may not even believe we exist. Quite some statement. Amazing statement, yes. Gosh, there's so much in there. And just to recap, just to make it absolutely clear, what the Master Ethereus was saying on the 14th of March, 1959, that this was divulged 52 years before the time when it would have been divulged or revealed to people. And that raises many, many questions. The first thing I would say, by the way, is that, of course, it, you could argue that it had been divulged before the 14th of March 1959 because the 12 blessings were the last blessing, the 12th blessing, of course, was given on October the 12th, 1958. And there was at that time one holy mountain. Uh, now, I, one assumes, although I can't say I know this, that uh, members of the Ethereum Society and sympathizers were going to Holston Down after October the 12th, 1958, and practicing the 12 blessings there, if, in which case it was divulged before March the 14th, 1959. So, but what you can be sure of, we're talking either late 1958 or early 1959, which that was 52 years early, so that it would have been divulged in the original plan either at the end of 2010 or the beginning of, of 2011. Yes, it's a significant, fairly significant year, astrologically speaking. I know we were talking earlier, Richard, about when the Aquarian Age begins, and there's so many mm -hmm. different thoughts on that. So many, yes. some astrologers, and myself included, actually believe it begin, began in the late 1950s, and that corresponded to um, this, the Space Age, if you like, um, and other things too, the Ethereum Society, the beginning of the Ethereum Society. But also there's a, there's a cusp period for an age of several hundred years. So definitely um, 2010 is part of the Aquarian Age. I believe we're in it now. But I looked at the astrology of 2010 just to see whether there were any signs of the significance of this year had the 12 blessings and perhaps even Operation Starlight began at that time instead of 1958. And interestingly, found that the two planets that rule the Aquarian age, they're co-rulers of the age, are Saturn, which represents tradition, um, and Uranus, which represents almost the opposite, revolution, revelation. Uh, they make some sort of very rare and interesting patterns. And the most significant one is that these planets oppose each other virtually all year. And so what does this mean? Well, an example would be that say, new advances in science that were taking place that year, but they take a long time to come into light because of the conservative scientific community, which doesn't accept them. So there are revelations taking place, but the changes take longer to come to light. And another example of that pattern, I think, would be the introduction into the mind belt of the 12 blessings delivered by the Master Jesus um, through our Master. And the but the global recognition of these sort of life-changing revelations would be uh, perhaps opposed and held back by conservative thinking in the church, for example. But th these planets are saying, what they're saying, astrologically speaking, are that this change must come to light, but it would be through 
a struggle, if you like. Uh, but it also represents a year when the foundations for a new wave for the future are being laid. So I was wondering, um, since the 12 blessings weren't given then, they were given earlier, whether perhaps something else very life-changing was actually taking place in 2010. And I wanted to ask you, Richard, and um, something like our master's biography, I believe, would be life-changing. And I wondered whether 2010 you were actually thinking about writing that and perhaps made some inroads, just throwing that out. Because well, it's that... been work in progress for a while. And yeah. uh, certainly 2010, it was, it was certainly being thought about. But it's, uh, the, the really intense work on it has been the last couple of years, really. Yeah, I'm mm. sure there was something that was going on in that year. Oh, the, 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 been, there's been that. a lot going on in that year. Um, I mean, I think, I believe I'm right in saying that it, there is a, a theosophical prophecy, possibly an Alice Bailey uh, Master DK prophecy, of 2010 being very significant for certain revelations. I know, of course, we know about all the 2012 prophecies from the Mayans, and there are, yeah. there are many others that focus around that period. We do know that the Master Jesus came to herald in the Piscean Age, and I think I'm right in saying, Chrissy, that these ages are around, was it 2,100 years each or something? Yeah, it's, it's a twelfth of a great year, which is 25,800 years, so it's around about 2160 years long, and... Mm -hmm. um, it's difficult to pinpoint exactly, but as you say, the Master Jesus heralded in the Piscean Age, mm. and, um, and now we're sort of two. Yeah. yeah, that. So it, therefore, the New Age must be round about now. The Aquarian Age. It has. And maybe begun. we're in a kind of a cusp, you know, and we're, yeah. we're moving. But anyway, those are you know quite intricate debates. The the key thing in this prophecy, of course, is that 2010-11 would have been the time of this revelation, of this being divulged. Now, that could mean many things. I mean, it could mean one thing, it could mean certainly either the Twelve Blessings or Operation Starlight would not have been performed by Dr. George King, or he would have had no role in one or both of them, um, because he wasn't here in 2010-11. And you know, and, and unless they'd been taken and kept hidden, but the instructions actually right from the get-go were to reveal them. So, one of those things or both. Now, the twelve blessings, of course, I think Dr. King has said separately was given over 50 years early. What we haven't never focused on, to the best of my knowledge, is the possibility or perhaps the probability, I'd say, that Operation Starlight took place early as well. And, yeah. of course, all this, all this is predicated on when was that plan made for yeah. this to be given in 2010 and 11? Was it uh, thousands of years ago? Was it millennia ago? Was it before it was determined that Dr. King actually would come to Earth at this time? These are things we can't answer. But one thing we have to, I think, question is who would have divulged this uh, because it wouldn't have been Dr. King he wasn't, right. wouldn't have been here um, so who would it have been and uh, the only source I can think that would have done that would have been another cosmic intelligence because we're talking about the holy mountains I mean I don't know this by the way 
but it would indicate the possibility that in the original plan that would have been divulged by the next master who's the next master to come by definition after Dr. King and the adepts that's a very interesting thought (laughs) <laughs> Which but, means, if that's true, then of course he would have come much sooner than he has, and that I think is indicated. Um, uh, that that's a, that seems to be the case. Um, you know, Dr. King was not explicit about that, but I certainly had a conversation where I put it to him that the coming of the next master has been put back possibly a couple of hundred years, just to see what he'd say, and he didn't correct me. But I don't hold him to that. He sort of kind of gave a a look that I would describe as um, enigmatic when I said that. He didn't he didn't confirm it, although I got the impression that it's a possibility. And and after all, Dr. King, in his physical brain uh, on this earth, didn't always know all these things. I mean, I had one very very interesting conversation with him uh, in the 1990s in which he said that if he himself chose to be the next master, it would be difficult for the powers that be to stop him because of what he's done. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Because, uh, I, yeah. I mean, in one way, I think our master, his eminence, Sir George King, is the master for this age because his mission is mm. so, you know, from an astrological point of view, it's everything that Aquarius represents Mm. Um, but you know is it the next master is it him if the next master had divulged the 12 blessing in what way do you think he would have divulged it well I'm not saying that I am actually not saying that the next master would have divulged the 12 blessings Uh, what I'm suggesting is that the next master would have divulged the 12 blessings on the holy mountains right and it's the holy mountains in particular I could see another way possibly that the 12 blessings could have been delivered, wouldn't have been nearly as good, uh, and it could have come from down through, possibly down through the realms, and perhaps been transmitted, rather like some theosophical things were, um, as a rapport, such as that between Alice Bailey and the Master DK, uh, coming from a higher source. I'm not suggesting it would have been that combination. I don't think it would have been. But it could have come down through the realms. But had it done so, I don't think, I can't be dogmatic on this, but I don't think we'd have had the audio. I think we'd have only had the written version, and it wouldn't have been as accurate. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, there are two things that Dr. King provided. One was his abilities, and the other was the karmic manipulation. I mean, we have been told that. The fact that he, in an earth physical body, could would climb 18 of the mountains anyway um, and you know get go to the charge spot and enter somatic trance was an a massive karmic manipulation that enabled the charge to take place it wasn't i'm sure a technical problem for the powers that be i mean had the karma been right they wouldn't have even had to come near this earth they could have charged those mountains from millions of miles away um, and, and it could have been done like that, and then a being such as the next master could have revealed it to the world that they were there and in place and ready to use. 
but it's it's the the karmic manipulation of Dr. King climbing them that may have brought it forward. We don't know this because we don't know that the starlight was brought forward, but I would say it's kind of implied, possibly. To me, it seems to be indicated uh, that, you know, it was brought forward because he was able uh, to climb them, and the karma of him doing so manipulated the karma for us to be given this, certainly given the knowledge of it, 52 years early with the 12 blessings. And I know you have some thoughts, Richard, about uh, why it was given two years, 52 years sooner, or why um, I do. this mission was given to our master. Yes, I mean, having, um, having just completed, you know, a draft of <laughs> the biography, which <laughs> you, you have seen, Chrissy, not many people have seen, um, so many realizations have come to me, and that's a conversation for another time at another place, but... Or not the not actually not necessarily another place, but another time. Um, but you know, it 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 is in my opinion, and I'm giving this as an opinion, a complete game changer at every level that Dr. King was on Earth when he was on Earth, and that changed the plan, and it and it clearly changed the plan about performing the twelve blessings on on a holy mountain. And, and many things, some even vaster than that, I believe. But also, he changed the plan. So what this did, the 12 blessings being available 52 years earlier on a holy mountain, it enabled Dr. King to use those two elements as part of his magic. Now, just to name one thing, if we didn't have the holy mountains to use... Uh, in at the, in there while he was alive, then Operation Sunbeam, as we know it, could not have been invented, because right. the whole modus operandi, the karmic manipulation, depended on us having a source of energy which we could sacrifice in theory and and send to the earth instead of using it for humanity. That's the essence of the karmic manipulation. This energy which has been placed in these mountains for our benefit, instead of that, we send it to the great and wonderful Mother Earth, and that's the karmic manipulation. Uh, and so the Holy Mountain is absolutely crucial to, the, to, to, the, to his inspiration uh, in creating that mission, which was described... And this is prior to the Saturn mission, I should say, but was described by the Lords of the Flame by the greatest uh, task being performed by any organization or even country. Um, so that's one and, thing. Yeah. Sorry, go and on. And you can see on. that if Operation Sunbeam hadn't been performed, that why the next master would have needed to have come sooner as well. I mean, all of this is very, very interesting. I mean, it There's, seems to me that if... Dr. King hadn't been here, let's just put it that way, and, and things had taken their course, and, and I'm not even going into all things, I mean all that the adepts did in the lower astral realms, um, but let's say just looking at Dr. King alone and the mission he performed on the physical plane, if that had not taken place, then we would have had what was prophesied for from numerous sources actually, for millennia, which was a dire cataclysm, possibly coming towards the end of the 20th century, uh, leading to the great sorting and the coming of a great being from the sky, that prophesied from many sources, 
Um, and, and the karma then would be very, very different. For one thing, there wouldn't have had to be a karmic allowance for the coming to earth of Dr. King in the way that he came. Um, for another thing, that the sorting would have taken place so that the people who were here uh, to actually enjoy and use the holy mountains might have been those who deserve to stay on this world to inherit the new age. So it yeah. could be that actually the 12 blessings on a holy mountain was not given for humanity at this time of our e evolution or wasn't planned originally for that. It was planned to be given when the new age was dawning, when people had been through the cataclysm and the sorting for those who remained valiant and true and stayed on the earth to use as new age pilgrims yeah. and aspirants. And one wonders also about the nine freedoms, which is, uh, how would that have been given? Uh, as you suggest, perhaps with the 12 blessings, mentally through the realms in the same way? Uh, that's an interesting well, I think thought too, isn't it? There is a question about whether uh, the nine freedoms would have been given at all. These are all very theoretical ones in the absence of, of Dr. King. And whether that was because he was here that uh, he could be right. used... I mean, we know it was a world record the first time that Mars Sector 6 communicated with Dr. King, um, which implies that he, he hadn't communicated uh, in that way before. So whether he could have, would have done that at all, we don't know. Uh, the 12 blessings on the other hand were, were really being told that would have been given, and it would have been given through another source. And that's, quite, that's very interesting. The holy mountains, as I said earlier, they, they were, of course, they weren't charged by Dr. King, with actually with the exception of Kinder Scout, um, and they, they were charged by Cosmic Masters. So that could, have, that could have been something that was done in the sort of time period that the next master was here. I mean, there's a famous uh, transmission. I mean, it's famous in the Ethereum Society anyway, and I'm sure we've mentioned it before. I think we've been through it before on Ethereum Radio Live. It's known as the Star Pupil Transmission, and it's a, a revelation made um, by uh, the Master Ethereum about his pupil, Dr. George King, really towards the very end of Dr. King's life. I think it was in 1990, actually. And, and, he, and he lists many things which I won't go into now, but one thing he states, which you could wonder why, there must be a reason why he felt the necessary to say this. He, he, this is the statement that he made that is relevant to this conversation, I think. And this is it. The next master is coming to earth at a classified time. He will come with all the powers, but man for man... He will not be any better than the man who's been among you for many years. So that's a, obviously the master theorist felt it necessary to make that comparison. And there could be a lot more to that than meets the eye. It might be not just for the sake of making it, but it's possible that Dr. King took upon himself in a very different way some of the functions that would have been performed by the next master in the original yeah. plan. That's a very that interesting in, in, thought. And, in, in, and, and then, in fact, he changed, in a way, the mission of the next master to a degree, as a result. 
Yeah, these are very deep and fascinating thoughts. I wonder also yeah. about um, Operation Prayer Power, too, which was yes. given by our master. Um, exactly. Which well, um, it's another thing that would yes. not have been done in the same... Certainly we've had, as the Master of Syria said, they've given us 52 years of practice. Yes. I mean, what a well, gift, I mean, you know. exactly. Well, Operation Sunbeam, of course, used the Holy... It was based on the Holy Mountains. Operation Prayer Power is based on the the 12 blessings to a to a high degree anyway and you know okay in theory could have been done in a different way but it wasn't and it's based on the use of the 12 blessings and that wouldn't have been available when it was formed so i think it was known that dr king would use these teachings i mean the one thing which i think is absolutely key and i only realized this a few years ago and when i did Many other people told me that they hadn't thought about it before. We, we take it for granted that the 12 blessings is a practice, uh, but of course we only know that because Dr. King has shown us and taught us how to use it as a practice. If you had just received, I say just, if you'd been privileged, if we'd been fortunate enough to receive the 12 blessings in another way, through another mediumistic source, which would not have been as good, but it would still have been very, very wonderful teaching, would we have known how to use it? Because it's an extension, we're told, of the Sermon on the Mount. But the Sermon on the Mount isn't used this way. It's used as a teaching. It's read out in the Sunday, in divine Sunday services around the world. It's studied as a teaching. People don't raise their hands and bless the meek or the pure in heart with energy to the group soul of the pure in heart, all that was taught to us, that concept, by Dr. King himself. So this could be another reason why they wanted to have him here when the Twelve Blessings was given. Because an important aspect of this age is that this is a, not an age of theory, but one of spiritual action. So it sort Absolutely. of has to be done that way, and yet... As you say, it, it probably wouldn't have been thought of to have been taught no. in that way. So that's, no. that's it's sort of like one of those things that has to be, and yet, you know, it's, it's a strange dichotomy. It certainly is a strange dichotomy, and I think on that note, we should probably go to, to Nikki and, and then afterwards uh, start to analyse the, the statement itself and the fact that this statement itself is now, with all the greatest respect, to the Master Etherius out of date because of the other things that have come along, especially the missions since. But, Chris, uh, but uh, should we go to Nikki now for our halfway announcements? Yes, good idea. Well, thank you very much, Richard and Chrissy. You are listening to Etherius Radio Live with host Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze talking about the 12 blessings on the Holy Mountain 52 years ahead of its time. As you know, every Saturday and Sunday, you are most welcome to join us in the live online 12 Blessings services. And to find out more, please visit 12blessings.org, and that's 12 in digits. For more details regarding regular activities at the Michigan branch, please visit theseriousmi.org. Events in the UK are as follows. On Friday, November the 23rd, we commemorate the giving of the Lord's Declaration through Dr. George King on this date 
1958 with our annual pilgrimage to the Holy Mountain, Brown Woolley, in Bodmin Moor, Cornwall. You are warmly invited to join us if you are able to attend, so please again visit our website ethereus.org to obtain essential information about this pilgrimage. At the Ethereus Temple in London, we have on Sunday, November 25th, the Magic of Psychic Touch Workshop with Vivian Gibson. Tuesday, December 11th, there will be a King Yoga Evening on the subject of Karma with Mark Bennett. 12 Midnight GMT, December 10th, sees the end of the fourth spiritual push for 2018 when the giant spacecraft we know as the third satellite leaves orbit of Earth, having flooded our world with much-needed spiritual energy since November the 4th. Again, you are warmly invited to attend London, Los Angeles, and Michigan, or any one of our centers where special services will be held to mark this potent time. The next Ethereus Radio Live show will be on December 18th, when Chrissy Blaze will be joined by Alison Lawrence, talking about the true spirit of Christmas. So that's it for now, and I'm very pleased to return you to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. So, Richard, we want to talk about you wanted to talk about the fact that the uh, transmission, the extract from the Master mm-hmm. Ethereus, where he says that um, the twelve blessings upon the charged mountains is the most potent practice you can perform, and why this is perhaps now out of date. Yes, I mean that's quite something to say. I mean, I, and I want yes. I want to stress, of course, it's a, it's still the most wonderful thing to do, and on certain occasions it could be the the, the greatest thing that some people could do, but it's no longer uh, the, uh, the 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 new yoga of this present age for those who are able to do certain other things which are even more powerful, and to name some of those, they are the missions. And just to be clear, the master Ethereus himself did clarify it. He did say in the future, and this was in 1990, he did say it has to be the missions first, spreading the teaching second, and other matters after that. And of course, going up um, a holy mountain and doing the 12 blessings, wonderful, wonderful thing to do, which we all do and we all should do, um, is nevertheless not covered by the statement it's it's not in 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 the in the i want to be clear here i want to put it in the right way it's not in the category of a mission as referred to by the master Ethereus there operation starlight certainly was a mission but that ended on october august the 23rd 1961 so there are greater things now in fact operation prayer power was described as a new yoga for a new age years later or the new yoga for a new age and of course if you're able if you're in a position uh, to support operation sunbeam that's even greater than operation prayer power so there are greater things that can be done now even than that unless of course it's to go and perform a mission there we do operation prep for example on holston down and that of course is in a different category quite brilliantly of course the master as well as using these in his missions and let's not forget operation power light which although we don't do it now uh, in his latter years very much used the holy mountains as well 
but he's also ensured that the holy crosses which are the centerpiece of several of our temples they use the power of these charged mountains in a combination designed to provide maximum potency and balance in fact he was complimented for his genius by Mars Sector 6 in his placing of the stones in these crosses that we have in, in some of our headquarters and branches and he designed holy stone shapes so he, he used this again so that members and the public actually can, can purchase these shapes and have this power uh, in their own homes so that, that's a big change and there's another factor of course which I should mention and that's the higher mental realm link but before I do is there anything you want to add to any of that, Chrissy? Well, what comes to, to my mind, you know, when we talk about this is the absolute brilliance of our master's understanding of the law of karma and mm -hmm. how he manipulated things for the better on this planet that were seemingly inevitable. Mm. And through his inventions, through his missions, it just comes up over and over again that even um, a great master, his master, like the master of Sirius, didn't necessarily foresee some of the amazing things that would happen as a result of his inventions like Operation Sunbeam inspiring a galaxy. So mm. it just uh, always comes back, doesn't it, to our master's mm. brilliant understanding and use of the law of karma. Yes. Always thinking yes. about, so compassionate, always thinking about what can I do to help humanity? Mm. And the, as you say, the holy stone shapes that we have. And it's one yes. example Yes, and of course with the missions, the big thing about the missions, and just to list them, uh, we're, we're talking about Operation Sunbeam, the Saturn mission, which has just been successfully performed in America with great success. We're talking about Operation Space Power, where the spiritual energy radiators channel energy directly transmitted from satellite number three during a spiritual push. We're talking about Operation Space Power 2 where they channel energy at any time by arrangement channeled by Sector S2 and team from central control and we're talking about Operation Prayer Power. Those are the five cosmic missions that we were entrusted with that we are performing and when I say we, by the way, I don't just mean the teams who are fortunate enough to do this. I mean the Ethereum Society in all its forms and those who support it. You know, we have non-members who donate to the Ethereum Society or help us in various ways out of their own choosing and that's helping everything we do including these missions so we're all part of this in fact every member is can be part of the operation sunbeam uh, services that take place connected to each phase and so on there's a direct involvement here in many many ways and the thing that marks these missions out is the direct cooperation with the cosmic masters on a logistical interactive basis I mean obviously we go up a holy mountain we're cooperating with the cosmic masters because they charge them for us and we're going there and that definitely is cooperation when we tune into satellite number three to send out energy for others we're cooperating with them but when we perform these missions it's, it, it's logistical according to a modus operandi that involves their direct involvement in the minutiae of the mission in one way or another and that's a different level of cooperation and that's what makes them the greatest actions that can be performed 
uh, even greater now than going up uh, one of these holy mountains. Great as that is, and I want to stress that, but I do want to also say there's a massive difference between going up a holy mountain and doing the 12 blessings at an official level, in other words, one that's been officially organized by the Ethereum Society, and just going up of your own volition. Again, I want to stress a wonderful thing to do, something we should all do. But there is a very big difference between those two uh, because of the higher mental realm link, Chrissy. Oh, yes, and you were going to talk about that, and that takes place, of course, of all official Ethereum Society activities throughout the world, does it not? Yes, well, actually, I was talking to Mark Bennett, who appears on Ethereus Radio Live from time to time, just before this program, and he reminded me of something that uh, Dr. King had said about this higher mental realm link. And just to be clear, this is a link with the higher mental realms at a higher mental realm uh, meeting in a great temple of light uh, built there by Ethereus Society members on this higher realm. Um, and when at any official Ethereum Society activity, a link is created, even if it's only for a, a matter of seconds. Uh, in, fact, in fact, Dr. King said, even if it's only a split second, an entity is formed out of the physical-bodied humanoids who are attending the society meeting on this level, and the great masters, earth masters, on the etheric and higher realms above this earth. And during that time, an entity is formed, a culmination of spiritual minds, which manipulates karma for the whole world. And the statement that Mark reminded me of is that all day, every day for a year, and all day might be, we're not sure of the exact time, but it might be, say, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. If, if you prayed all day, every day for a year, it wouldn't do as much good for the world as one instance of this higher mental realm link. Oh, I mean, yes, that's I a staggering that. from yeah, a karmic really. point of view. Um, so attending, if you're able, now I know we have listeners who can't attend an official Ethereum Society uh, Center, and that's, they're still doing tremendous good, so I don't want anyone to be discouraged by this. But it's also worth knowing that if you can... And if you're able to get to a branch, a headquarters, a group, an official pilgrimage, any official Ethereum Society meeting, you will get that higher mental realm link. And that will change uh, the, the, the potency, the karmic potency, immensely. And that, too, didn't exist in, on March the 14th, 1959, when the Master Ethereus made that great revelation. Yeah, that's a very good reminder for people if they're thinking, well, it's snowing out there. Shall I do my 12 blessings at home or go to you know, the official branch nearby? Always mm -hmm. go to the, the Ethereum Church, the Ethereum Society, if, you, if mm -hmm. you're lucky enough to live near it. Indeed, indeed. Because it really well, is a wonderful thought. And it's true. I mean, it's fantastic. Mm. And we did warn our listeners today, <laughs> this is going to be a deep one. They're not always this <laughs> intense and this deep. And uh, talking of which, we should mention what's happening next month, shouldn't we? Which is going to be uh, you and uh, Alison talking about the spirit of Christmas. Yes, yes indeed. That'll be great. Yeah, that's something that... Uh, a lot of light can be thrown on, and it's a wonderful thing, the true spirit of Christmas. But uh, do you think it would be a good idea on this 60th anniversary coming up uh, on Friday 
if uh, you were to read and remind us of the Lord's declaration, since we're talking so much about the next master and what might have happened on his watch, um, had it not uh, happened early. Yes, I think that's a great idea. And in fact, um, I know you have an official pilgrimage to the very we mountain do. where it was given to you, not on that Absolutely. day, the very day. Yeah, uh, so there are dozens um, of members going down for that, and, and sympathizers, members of the public, everyone's welcome. And just contact the Ethereum Society and uh, we'll tell you how and where to get on Friday for that. And to me, this is one of the most hopeful and inspiring transmissions. Uh, the Lord's Declaration. There will shortly come another among you. He will stand tall among men with a shining countenance. This one will be attired in a single garment of the type now known to you. His shoes will be soft-topped, yet not made of the skin of animals. He will approach the earth's leaders. They will ask of him his credentials. He will produce these. His magic will be greater than any upon the earth, greater than the combined materialistic might of all the armies. And they who heed not his words shall be removed from the earth. This rock is now holy and will remain so for as long as the world exists. Go ye forth and spread my word throughout the world so that all men of pure heart may prepare for his coming. That's incredible. That's absolutely yeah. wonderful. And I've got a bombshell revelation which I don't think any of our listeners will have heard before I, I, I might be wrong but uh, I'm going to share it with, with Theorist Radio Live listeners in a moment uh, before I do I think there's a very interesting word in there, there's many very interesting words but one of them is the word shortly there right. will shortly come another among you and I mean I've come to the conclusion just through uh, my own meditations and thoughts and people can take it for what it is which is my opinion and my view that I've come to uh, that that word shortly has two meanings that it has the meaning uh, that we have on this earth and shortly would have fitted in the original plan certainly in this was in 1958 of course even before that statement by the master Ethereus, with the master the next master actually coming relatively soon in a matter say of decades and by perhaps by this 2010 time when the it was going to be revealed about the 12 blessings on the holy mountains maybe as i said earlier the charging of the mountains would have taken place under his aegis, as it were, while he was here. If not by him, certainly in co coordination with him. Who knows? We don't know. We don't even know whether it was known that Dr. King would come at the time he came when this original plan was made. So that's one meaning of the word shortly. And another meaning of the word shortly, is, of course, is in the eyes of the Lord who gave the declaration. And I want to make a major revelation here about that Lord. But before I do, I'd like to read on from where Chrissy left off. So after these words, so that all men of pure heart may prepare for his coming, Dr. King asked a question of this Lord. And let's bear in mind that this was a physical voice. 
Just, just to, to give you an idea, Dr. King said that he threw his arms out in front of him, faced the warm winter sun and heard it, and he was alone. He didn't have any team members with him. He'd left his only companion at the base and climbed this alone. And he said this, and I heard it and froze solid, almost afraid to breathe. Had I not known better, I should have said that the great voice that I heard then was the voice of God. But I knew that the Supreme speaks to we mortals through his emissaries. Even so, I was transfixed, listening in awe to the voice which came from above and in front of me. So it wasn't um, a mental telepathic state. He was listening to a voice. And so he asked this voice, uh, this being, how shall I prove to men that the rock is charged with your power? And this is the answer that he got, which is published in Cosmic Voice. Bid the unbelievers to stand thereon, and when the sun returns to the exact position as that you see now, they will know that this is so. Therefore put ye a mark upon the rock that the angle may be known to all, and let the pilgrims stand thus, and of course Dr. King had his arms um, out in front of him um, but I think that's a, that's a reference actually thus to, to how they should stand and, and what position they should stand rather and it continued but say ye this whosoever knowing these things defaces this my rock shall destroy himself go ye forth as commanded and speak of this to all so it wasn't to be kept secret for for, for, till, for 52 years, that's for sure. Speak of this to all, which Dr. King proceeded to do, and we're doing here right now on Ethereum Radio Live. We are obeying this command of a Lord of Karma who gave this declaration. But I would just say a couple of things about that. That in March of 1959, now by then, the British aspect of Operation Starlight had been completed. The nine holy mountains in England, Scotland and Wales had been charged. There was an annual general meeting of the Ethereum Society in London, and Dr. King made a remarkable statement. Now, in the transcript of this that we have, it refers to Yes Tor. But I'm absolutely sure, especially in the light of what we've just heard, is actually about Brown Willie. It could be a mistype, it could be a misspeak, but it must be about Brown Willie. That's clear to me anyway. Anyway, he, he, he said this. I asked again, and I'm now quoting him directly, I asked again, what shall we say to the unbelievers? I was given this answer, which absolutely staggered me. So much so, by the way, that I was quite ill afterwards. The voice said, Ask them if they have ever created a world, and when they say no, say that which spoke to you created this earth. Wow. I think I'll repeat that because I don't think our listeners will have heard it before. I came across this relatively recently by accident, as so much happened with the biography by apparent accident, and I thought I'd bring this forth now. There's lots of things, new revelations in this biography, and this is one of them. And the statement again, and it must be Brown Willie, because he's talking about the voice. Um, this didn't happen on the other uh, mountains. He didn't refer to the voice, uh, but he did in this particular case. And, it, and the statement again was this. 
ask them if they have ever created a world and when they say no say that which spoke to you created this earth Gosh. now um, Chris is my understanding that this earth was created by the sun um, I, I, I can't be I don't have a source for this by the way it's something I've heard so you, you can take it as that unless anyone uh, perhaps an Ethereum radio live listener could try and if they know the source give it to us but it's my understanding and I was actually told at one point that it was the earth was created by the sun and Uranus the planet Uranus a female planet but you I can't offer that because I don't have a reference for it as fact mm. but you'd certainly think that whatever created this earth was um, highly advanced, you know. I mean, beyond, yeah. above and beyond, must be above and beyond the planet to create a planet. One would say, one would think. Incredible. So um, that could be an as some kind of aspect of it, which was able to produce a voice, and it was a different kind of communication, really, that Doctor King had there that. Uh, than the other communications, this Lord's Declaration. And coming back to the point I was making earlier about the word shortly, there will shortly come another among you, a being that created the earth, well, shortly could be hundreds, thousands, who knows, it's a tiny space of time, isn't it? So I would say the word shortly has two meanings. One, shortly as we know it, but two, um, it could be quite a long time, and um, it, it, and and it, the second meaning is, I would say, in play now, and it could be hundreds of years before the next master comes. And as we're still doing the missions, because I suppose what people have to, as much as some of us might think it'd be marvelous if the next master came tomorrow or today, for humanity as a whole, really the later the better, because then more people have a chance to change and then more yeah. people have a chance to inherit the new age. There's certainly some uh, mind-blowing thoughts there about the voice. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that, Richard. And I was thinking mm. um, if our master hadn't been available in 1958, if it was the 2010 year, then we wouldn't have had that sort of notice about the coming of the next master in the, would we? We no. wouldn't have had access no. to that Lord's no. declaration. No. We would have just come and you know into the fires and you know. So this another aspect of the compassion of the great ones, isn't it? That this karmic manipulation enabled this compassionate notice to be given to to us to prepare. Yes. And that's actually one of the aims and objects of the Ethereum Society, is it not, to prepare the way for the coming of the next master? Yes. The, the only comparison that, that, that I've heard uh, Dr. King make to this Lord's Declaration is to the giving of the Ten Commandments. Yes. The voice yes. that Moses heard mm. on Mount Sinai. And, of course, the Ten Commandments have dominated well, I would certainly Western morality and more than Western morality, really. They're not the only force that's dominated it, but it's been one of the greatest forces um, ever since and still does today, not that it's followed too closely. Um, 
I think it was Winston Churchill said, if we'd all followed the Ten Commandments, we wouldn't have needed an army. Uh, even he, I think, saw that. We wouldn't have needed the war, but of course we, it hasn't right. been followed. But certainly it was a pivotal moment. And this declaration, well, this this is in some ways even bigger because it was talking about the coming of a master, but more than that, a coming of a master with all the powers with the magic, I mean, some of the things that you read there, Chrissy, his magic will be greater than any upon the earth, greater than the combined materialistic might of all the armies. You could see that this is a being, had the plan been different, who could have brought about the charging of mountains and so forth, in cooperation with the Great Ones. Yes, absolutely. It, you know, if that was the pl original plan. And it's, that's the kind of indication, I would say, I would suggest, to our listeners? I think so, yes. <laughs> very, very And it's been changed. Like, I mean, you know, we, we think of the Master Jesus and Dr. King, and I'm sure you'll be talking more about this next month, but gave us a fantastic insight into what the Master Jesus came for. Um, and I haven't heard it put so succinctly or even approximately this anywhere else that he came to avert a catastrophe that was due in those days. That was his primary reason for coming. Uh, not to give the teachings, that was secondary, but to avert a catastrophe that was due. And indeed he averted it. Now, Dr. King's mission, frankly, I'm even greater than the Master Jesus is in its effects. Dr. King wouldn't like to make a comparison by that, like that, but it's pretty clear from looking at it. Certainly much longer mission. Um, has probably averted a total cataclysm. I mean, we know just to name one thing alone, something that's coming up later this month, Operation Blue Water, uh, which we commemorate, would have averted mass flooding and destruction and uh, I don't think there's any doubt that without the Ethereum Society and the and the operations and the cooperation with satellite number three and the missions uh, not uh, not to mention some of the classified things that the adepts performed that we'd have had nuclear destruction we'd have had much worse earthquakes all the sorts of things that were prophesied flooding and, and dire catastrophe and he has averted that and he's thereby put back, I would suggest, the time when the next master will come and possibly the details of what the next master's role will be in a way, to some extent anyway, because of that. It could be hundreds of years. And yeah. if we keep going, I mean, we've been given missions that we're told can go on for hundreds of years, possibly a thousand years. Um, in potential, and if we do keep them going, they're continuing, I would suggest, to delay this cataclysm and give more time and more opportunity for people to make this big change. Because the one thing that will, I won't say force, but bring the coming would be a total deterioration of conditions upon Earth. And into that he would have to come. Um, the other thing that would bring him closer would be a total change for the good, a real enlightened change. But um, what we're actually seeing, I think, is more of the same. But in that, some individuals can change and can change in so many ways. I mean, there isn't one way of doing it. There are numerous ways of spiritually serving and helping and being ready for the coming new age. 
Well, thank you very much, Richard. That's very interesting. I've actually always thought, I wonder if you can shed any light on it. The next master coming, we've always uh, known that uh, Master Jesus had to come in great limitation because of the karma of humanity mm-hmm. and our master as well. And this master, we're told, will come in full powers and as a divine intervention. So mm. I suppose he may have come earlier, um, you know, shortly, because he had to for the sake of the earth, perhaps. But now, because of the missions we're performing, he could come in full powers because enough karma has been manipulated. Does that make sense? Uh, would you agree with that? Or? In some ways, but I think you've also got to look at the fact that if he'd come at a time when the sorting had, been, had taken place, because the, the sorting oh, of right. people is what it's about. Mm. So if that's been delayed, that's very good for a lot of people, isn't it? And yes. that means, though, that the karma of those that are here... Um, in some ways isn't as good, you know, because we haven't been through, you know, these hardships, this cataclysm to the degree that we would have been. Mm. And, and the sorting isn't so severe. You might, so it might be that in 52 years' time, you know, from 1959, because of all these things that would have happened, you'd have, you'd have people who were ready and deserving more to really right. go up the mountains and, and, and do the 12 blessings. Well, that's also a very interesting thought, yes. Mm. Mm. Well, thank but you we, very much, Richard, for a fascinating yeah. show. Um, I think we have to come to an end, unfortunately, and we hand do. over to We do. And I do apologize if it was pretty full on. It's always a heavy conversation about the, ne- the coming of the next master, the karma around it. Uh, you're absolutely right, though, Chrissy. We are manipulating karma by doing the missions for, for the world as a whole. That's the main reason we do it, actually. Uh, that and to send energy out but of the two the manipulation of karma is the biggest thing and uh, thanks everyone who's doing that in any way and that includes very much includes going up mountains and doing the 12 blessings don't want anyone to get the impression we're not saying it's important we are but we're also saying the plan has definitely changed since March 1959 well thank you very much Richard and thank you everybody for listening and uh Let's hand over to Nikki for the final announcements. Thank you. Well, well, gosh. <laughs> Thank you so very much, Richard and Chrissy, for yet another amazing show. Certainly some very deep revelations to contemplate on. You have been listening to a series radio live, which is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month. The next show will be on December 18th, when Chrissy plays will be joined by Alison Lawrence talking about the true spirit of Christmas. As always, our website, Aetherius.org, has more information and details of the various publications and audio titles available on CD or download. Read the beautiful 12 Blessings, which is available in book form. Listen to the wonderful words of the Master Jesus as he delivers these blessings. And listen to the brilliant words of the lectures by Dr. King, which, both of which are available on two separate CD albums. Certainly not one to miss. You can connect with Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. We do hope you have enjoyed listening to A Serious Radio Live, and we look forward very much to being with you next month. Thank you for joining us.